All right, DJ Leroy. Night Watchman. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. You know, Night Watchman, we're in the midst of summer, right? That's right. Uh, uh, July is about to end. Yeah, but this summer is going to be a summer of soul. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> are you telling me that 69 is repeating itself? Is that's that it? right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Harlem Festival of Culture is about to be upon us. Oh, we, man. Oh, man. I'm ready. You ready? We brought back the prodigal daughter and son to tell us all about it. They were here, uh, was it two years ago? It I feels think, like it. It feels like yeah, an eternity. Yeah, I, I think so. It was, it was, it was, I think it was two summers ago. Yes, and then yes. the whole, you know, <laughs> this thing caught some fire. Yeah, so, big fire, big fire. All right. You know what? As a matter of fact, hold it. Uh, are you talking about the Harlem Festival of Culture? But it will deliver a series of live entertainment, community impact, and economic development programming during the first annual celebration launching spring of 2022. And a multi-day outdoor festival in summer of 2023. I think uh-huh. we're ready for that. What do you think? Uh, should we should we run the trailer first before we introduce them? Or yeah, let's do it. Get uh, it popping. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chill out. There's more. Tickets available now. That's what's up. (laughs) Baby, baby. All right. Blowing us away. Okay. So you know what? Uh, We we have two of the three musketeers, okay? Mm -hmm. And and that's good enough for me, man. Okay. Bring bring out Nicoa Evans Hendricks. Bring her out. Yes. Come on. Let's get. Yay. Good evening, Nicoa. Good evening, actually. Good evening. Oh, man. Countdown. Countdown, baby. You ready? Absolutely. Absolutely. Two years oh. in the making, for sure. Love it, love it. And the next, your other partner in crime, Musa. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, All right. So, so, so Musa knows and whatnot that is, it's about to happen. It's about to go down. So mm-hmm. he's, is he just taking the subdued approach? Nicole, what's going on here? <laughs> well, you know, it has been two years. We've been living and breathing this um, mm-hmm. second skin for two years. And so and so much of it we couldn't talk about for the longest. Um, <laughs> so, you know, to be here in the home stretch for something that, you know, Moose and I literally sat down in July 21 um, mm. at a table in my home to, to brainstorm about what this reimagined uh, festival could look like. Sometimes we just have moments where it's just surreal, 
because there's mm. just been so much what it entailed to pull this off, uh, the team yes. that had to be built, um, and just the task. It's been 24-7 for two years. So <laughs> we have to take it all in sometimes. Like it, you know, And then it's the day after you start working on that that, that's right because you said annual events so that's right as soon as it's over oh my god planning for next year begins huh Mm -hmm. oh wow okay uh take one day off (laughs) (laughs) and musa what do you have to say buddy come on i mean you know um for me it's a you know it's not just two years (laughs) um for me it's a lot more special than that um, you know, I'm that four-year-old kid who went to a festival in 1969. That will mm. never leave. That will never leave me. So this is actually 54 years for me. Wow! It's been living in my head, <laughs> and so um, to see it sort of come back, be a part of that reimagining is is is, is an incredible feeling. Um, yes. There's a lot of joy, even if you see me like this, it's emotional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yes. um, so many people that I knew that were there can't can't attend. Um, some have passed on, yes. and but I'm really excited. My family's coming in, so that we're actually there with me. And so you know, it's it's like, and then we have children, and my my sister has grandchildren. You know what I mean? She was, yes. 15 years old, you know, when wow. she went there like that. And she's a you know, grandmother of four. So it's like wow. you know, coming back for her and, and 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 thinking back, I think about all that. You know, I you know, obviously obviously the two years in the making has been um, you know, beyond our wildest dreams, the and I's wildest dreams, you know what I mean? But it, I still kind of live with the other stuff too, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, and then along the way. You know, you run into people, um, uh, guys who will say things like, yo, I was there. You know, I, I DJed a party or something like that. You know, um, you don't know. And these people that you know, you've been you've been hanging out with, you know, for 20 years. But because this has been resurgence, they're talking about their experiences. You know what I mean? So yes. it's been um, going down memory lane and just thinking about what the future holds and um, you know, and and this incredible festival that's going to be coming up uh, in a week, one, seven days. <laughs> it will be um, it will be live. <laughs> so you know, incredible, incredible. And you know what? One of the things I, I definitely do have have to say. Okay, so we certainly do know that Harlem Week started out seventy four, right? So it has the legacy that's continued. So this is the uh, let's the beginning of the continuing legacy of Harlem uh, Festival of Culture. Is that not correct? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, No question. I mean, Harlem is legacy. And and what's great is there's so many opportunities to continue uh, that legacy. So this is just one of, I mean, you mentioned Harlem Week, um, which is, you know, globally known um, and Mm -hmm. has really, you know, set the mark for just how you celebrate Harlem in a way that is um, really representative of the community spirit that we have here. Um, so, you know, Musa and I really wanted to make sure that, you know, we, we, we shared with the community that this was really for them. I mean, when we came together uh, with the idea to bring it back, 
you know, the impetus was literally, we have to preserve this for the community. This legacy has been buried for 50 years or 53 years. And, um, you know, there was a potential situation in which it was, it could have been um, lost for another 50 years. And so we just felt compelled um, as, as stakeholders in the community and, and people who had been championing the community for many, many years that it was a call to action for us to bring it back and to make sure that the community knew this was for them and that uh, it would never be lost again. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And you know what? I was uh, not long ago at an event, a, a, a chamber event, and they uh, brought up Harlem Festival of Culture and they basically said, no, no, this is not any competition. This is another part, a part of the legacy. And Amusa, thoughts? Well, you know, you, you mentioned um, Harlem Week, which, you know, I, I was at the first Harlem Week. <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, I'm born and raised in Harlem, mm -hmm. you know, uh, son of activists, um, you know, predating me. And so, you know, anything cultural, you know, anything cultural from birth, I was I was pretty much there. And yeah. so if it was in Harlem, so I remember the first Harlem week in 74, I was nine years, at that time, nine years old. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, seeing that development, and that was always a thing. That was yes. just yeah. always, you know, from the get-go, um, it was, you know, th that time of year, specifically for families um, from Harlem, you know, we didn't have homes other places. So this mm -hmm. was like the community and summertime, it was about celebrating us. Kids were out of school. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Let's celebrate the community. And Harlem Week was the, 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 the you know, just a big deal. Mm -hmm. Every, mm -hmm. it still is a big yes. deal. And yes. once again has, um, you know, really set the path for, uh, you know, for anybody that's coming, you know, coming and, you know, coming. Harlem Festival culture, you know, basically comes behind that in a way that is, you know, different mm -hmm. because it's something that um, we're reviving uh, the festival from 69. And actually, and actually to be truthful about, um, <clears throat> to be fully transparent, it started in 67. Uh, the original mm -hmm. one was 67, 68, so it was three summers. Mm -hmm. And 69 was the last time that, um, you know, that they, they had a, a, you know, a festival, our festival. So, mm -hmm. you know, even though we sort of predate a little bit in a way, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is definitely just something uh, fresh and new and reimagining that great moment and uh, adding to the culture, this rich, rich, rich culture that um, we're so, um, you know, just honored to every day to celebrate and uh, make sure that our legacy continues. Well, well one thing I got I have to say though, uh, Nicole, you know I'm totally impressed with you because remember, <laughs> because uh, you unlike Musa, you're, you're shy girl, okay, okay, right from shy town all the way, but yet you came into Harlem and immediately embraced the community. So uh, tell me, Harlem was resonating in your bones. Actually, um, I went to graduate school in Chicago. I went to oh. business school at, at Kellogg, so I'm not from Chicago. But um, oh, when you. I moved to to Harlem, I came in '99. Mm -hmm. uh, Deborah Wright at the time was the CEO oh, yes. of the Environment Zone. She recruited right. me from DC to come work on wow. the, the restaurant and retail development. I was working in, in retail development, and so. Uh, when I came to Harlem, you know, I, of course, heard of Harlem, the lore and the history and thought this is an incredible opportunity. 
didn't realize when I got here that, you know, I'm a military kid. I grew up <laughs> traveling around the world. So my family's from Atlanta, but I lived everywhere overseas half my childhood. Mm. So Harlem was supposed to be a two to three year stop for me. Mm. But wow. you know, Harlem, <laughs> once you get here, you can't leave. You start doing the work. And, and it was wonderful for me to be someplace where I thought, wow, this could be home for me. I had, I've been moving so much my entire life, but I think mm. I want to plant some roots here. So that's really where it started. But Harlem will quickly teach you that you got to prove you're going to yeah. do the work. Oh, wow. Yes. And so that's where I came up on that introduction of like, well, we'll see. We'll see what you got. And so you you uh, you met me early, early on. Um, mm -hmm. And Musa was actually one of the first people that I met when I moved to New York, to Harlem in 99. And, um, you know, just had to, to show and prove. And so spent many years uh, as an entrepreneur myself after I left the empowerment zone. And then, of course, Harlem Park to Park, organizing the businesses and, and promoting uh, and creating opportunities for entrepreneurs and now uh, doing this. And you, Curtis, have been supporting me through uh, Harlem Community Development Corporation. Literally, I have grown up with you. <laughs> I, I want to start doing the work in Harlem. You have literally been a supporter of mine since 2010. So I wouldn't even be here uh, if it hadn't been for the way you kind of groomed me and, and taught me. And, and I just want to also say, you mentioned the Chamber of Commerce in Harlem Week. We had a wonderful meeting with them that I, we were just so touched uh, with uh, mm -hmm. Mosa Rivers and Lloyd, where we, it was a real conversation about how proud they were of us wow. and what we wow. were doing and building on um, what had been done with Harlem Week and had they saw this as sort of the next iteration of just a celebration in Harlem. But I just have to tell you, as someone not born and raised in Harlem, to have those two individuals and yes. say to me, you know, Musa's their, their nephew. They call him nephew, right? <laughs> <laughs> they already do. They've been grooming him. But to, to get that, that from them was, yes. it was one of the best moments for me in all the years. So they've been extremely supportive um, and see it as a compliment uh, to Harlem week um, and, and all of the wonderful things we have here in Harlem to celebrate our culture. Oh, God. Uh, uh, thank you for that, Nicole. And bottom line, oh, let me just say, I still have my G-Star jeans from Ann Harlem. So, you know. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh, yes. I love it. That's great. Vibes <laughs> in Harlem. People are like, oh, you were, oh, that's the Ann Harlem, the Park to Park Harlem. The Harlem is called Black Matter. Nicole, like, what, which Nicole are we talking about right now? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, uh, uh, Night Watchman, of course, you, you did hear that. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So what do you have to say, Night Watchman? Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's, to me, it's great to just see this moment uh, come together. Um, you know, just the years of, of work, like they said, in the community that is that has led to this. And, um, and I appreciate the respect that you guys have had for uh, for the history and culture, because this is not just an event. It's 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 like um, cultural anthropology. It's it's yeah. a preservation of 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 our. It's the recognition that we're the only ones who can preserve our own culture. And it's um, with the with the current um, waves in the country of trying to erase our culture and erase our history. Um, there's a there's another imperative that comes behind this type of uh, um, event, 
and and preserving it and putting it back and not only reaching back and presenting the legacy, but also now presenting an on-ramp for a younger generation to not only connect to that culture, but now to make their own history. Yes, yes, indeed. And and you know what? Um, uh, Certainly, Musa, you know, I always love hearing your story, especially because you have been a barrier breaker. No doubt, you know, from your schooling to, of course, Mr. Model himself. I mean, you have to tell me about the, these journeys in these predominantly white spaces, man. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I want to say that first. I want to say to you, Curtis, uh, reiterate what Nicole said, and that was before I get into that was you <laughs> have been such a champion for all of us. I mean, uh, doing doing these when I used to do all these events in Harlem. You know, just to bring, um, you know, people to Harlem. I remember yeah. people in the beginning of my events, this is in the early 90s, mid 90s, um, people would, you know, especially my white friends, would get mm-hmm. into a cab, literally, and come to Harlem, come to Lenox Lounge. And, um, and I, you know, I, I orchestrated an event there and just to really celebrate the culture and then get back into a cab. Yeah. Because wow. there was literally, wow. there was literally nothing around. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but um, because of my culture, because of what was ingrained in me from a little boy, I always kept Harlem. And I would, you know, I knew so many people. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just very fortunate. You know, I can say I knew James Baldwin and well, Lena yeah. Horne. Those are my mentors, pretty much. Wow. Alina Horne was my mentor. So it's like, you know, when you have these icons at such an early age coming from Harlem, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, you're going to do some amazing things. It's just kind of, you're going to see some amazing things. Yes. And so, you know, that particular festival, when I was four years old, as I said in the film, it took my life from mm. black and white to color. <laughs> nice, and nice. it really did. It really did. Because before that festival, everything was kind of the same. And mm-hmm. then when I went to the festival, I was like this. I mean, I was already, you know, this, you know, they said a kid with a high IQ. And because of that, you know, moment in time and the festival, I was ready to kind of take this moment and go other places. And I got a, a, a private school education, mm. that private school, which I was the first black child to integrate the most powerful private school in, excuse me, in New York, Alan Stevenson. I was oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, I integrated that. So, um, and then, um, so I don't don't even share that with people that, you know, you know, my life has been a series of firsts Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it just sort of makes you feel, I don't, I don't ever want to be separate from anyone. Right. Yes. Yes. The connection with people. I love being from here. I love being, um, someone who has done so many things and says, Hey, look guys, I came from the projects of Harlem and if I can do it, you can do it. And so, you know. My story, I went to Music and Art High School mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it was in Harlem. Yes, on the hill. That's on right. On the hill, it was the, so a couple things happened. The, 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 the month, September 79, do your research, mm-hmm. the first hip hop record premiered on the radio, Sugar Hill Gang. Ooh, Rapper's Delight. Go ahead. Rapper's Delight. So mm-hmm. if you can imagine musicians coming into the, the school, and this particular art form was now just really having some type of traction nationally 
it changed the trajectory of everyone in that school. I sat between two people who said they're going to change, go from musicians to being rappers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one was named Ricky Walters, the other one was named Dana McLeese. Ricky Walters went on to become Slick Rick. Yes. And, oh my God. <laughs> so they became icons. Like it was, but this was their moment. They're 14 years old. And we all had these sort of amazing, it was an amazing moment in history that we yes. were all sort of writing and creating. So we had an opportunity at that time to help, without knowing it, create history. When I entered the fact, when I was discovered by GQ magazine, I was the first black male model in Harlem's history to make it internationally. Wow, beautiful, like, beautiful. <laughs> you, you, you know, the, the gravity of like every rapper, every athlete, every star wants to be a model. They want to do the campaigns. And just yes. sort of say today, you know, but back then it was such a, a it wasn't a thing to be a black male model because they didn't see us as beautiful. So the ones mm-hmm. that could crack through this sort of um, this space mm-hmm. held such a weight. And then from Harlem at that time, which might sound like it's Harlem, fashion, renaissance, this sort of mythic um, thing of Harlem. Harlem wasn't like that. Harlem mm-hmm. was not the fashion capital of the world's guys when I entered. It was not. I had wow. to help help them remember that it was the fashion capital once. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was the sort of moment in time that um, you know that there was a renaissance that people did dress up that we were the the leaders. And so I grew up and came through that space at a very iconic time and helped become a trailblazer and help discover somebody that you might have heard name. Um, well, help kind of be one of his early mentors. Let's just say that. Tyson Beckford, 10 years later. Uh, oh, so, yes. Yes, in, indeed. So, you know, there's those moments that you kind of look back on and you say, you know, when you have a parent, a beautiful mom mm-hmm. and, and family, you can, um, you know, your, your course will be a good course in life. Yeah. If you That's- listen. Beautiful. Uh, well, well, hearing that, of course, from what I've seen of you, Nicoa, especially with Zuri, she's out there, she sees you, she knows that you are an impactful person in the community. So no, no doubt, I know she's going to be doing some big, big things, you know? And, and I think about also, you were one of the first uh, folks that I met that was truly a convener about things that were important and impactful when you were doing the hospitality summits, mm-hmm. you know, they're just just incredible. So, uh, tell me about the impetus for one of your other endeavors. That remember, I still call you about this one, and that of course is Harlem Park to Park or the local vendor program. Yeah. So, you know, my one of my passions is championing entrepreneurs and and throughout my career, even before I got to Harlem, which is how I landed in Harlem, I became known as um, even when I worked for retail developer uh, shopping centers around the country, Mm -hmm. I got a reputation for helping uh, black owned um, stores get in shopping centers that they had not been able to get into upscale shopping centers. And that's actually how Deborah Wright heard my name, because there Mm -hmm. were that she was trying to bring to Harlem. And they kept saying, there's a woman in DC named Nicoa Evans. She's getting us in to shopping <laughs> so we need to get her here. Nice. And so that's always been my a, a passion of mine. And so um, I became an entrepreneur and, uh, you know, of course had the store. And 
Harlem Park to Park was formed out of a need in 2009, as, as you know, when the market was, uh, the economy had entered a downturn. And so convening businesses, only nine at the time, but growing that to a membership of over 300 um, so that we could work as a collective. I always understood the power of the collective. Um, you know, the community, if you bring a community together, especially one that is as innovative and as spirited as Harlem, you can get a lot of amazing things done. And so when Whole Foods announced that they were coming to Harlem, um, I was re I, I saw an article and it, this was in 2012 and they said they were coming. And at the wow. time, of course, you know, I was probably in the third year of producing the Harlem Harvest Festival, which you funded first <laughs> year in 2010 through ACDC and funded every year since. And so it was at the time that I said, well, if they're coming in a few years, I have a lot of vendors in this festival that mm -hmm. their product is amazing. Yes. How do I make sure that their product is on shelves when they open? Um, and so I approached Whole Foods and I harassed them, honestly, calling them <laughs> the office saying they needed to partner with me on the Harvest Festival to start their community engagement long before the store opens. I said it would behoove you to start connecting with the community in advance because people do not see this as a positive that you're coming to 125th Street. Right. Um, and so but there, we can create a partnership that is mutually beneficial if you're open to it. And so they were. And mm. so they were a sponsor of the Harvest Festival for several years. And we developed the Harlem Local Vendor Program together to mm. ensure that those brands were ready when the store opens. Because one thing to say, ideally, we'd love to have product on shelves, but if you're working with a small vendor and they've never produced yeah. or distributed at a store that scale, they can leave the shelf as quickly as they get on the shelf, right? The goal is not just to get them on the shelves, it's for them to stay on the shelf. So there was some mentoring that needed to happen. So the Harlem Local Vendor Program really came out of recognizing that we needed to help them scale their businesses, help them with their packaging, their branding, pricing, all the things that are required for you to sell at that level. And they co-developed the program with me and it was hugely successful, more than we ever thought. We opened the store in 2017 with 20 Harlem brands on the shelves. Many of those brands have gone on to tremendous success. They're selling around the country in other nice. stores. They're selling throughout the Northeast and, and other areas for Whole Foods. And so it was beyond my wildest expectations because we started to create a cottage industry of a manufacturing industry here uh, in Harlem. And now the HLVP has graduated oh, almost 300 vendors through the program. Mm -hmm. uh, and these brands are now operating, you know, to be able to change the trajectory of very small home-based businesses and turn them into national brands that now some have stores, um, you know, multiple stores throughout the city. They're selling internationally. It's a source of pride, but there's a common thread in all of the work that I do. If people really look closely, you'll always see the thread as I'm trying to create growth opportunities for entrepreneurs and, and promote Harlem in a way that allows our cultural assets to be preserved and, and benefit our community. And that's Harlem Festival culture is no different. The, the foundation that Moose and I created, Harlem Festival Culture Foundation, was so that we could do this very work in conjunction with the festival. 
Nice, nice. And, you know, uh, one of the things I, I also want to know, uh, because I, as I said, I have two of the three Musketeers here. So tell me about Yvonne McNair. How did you guys happen to also include her in the mix there as one of the uh, uh, partners there for Harlem Festival of Culture? Anyone? So, <clears throat> so I had um, known Yvonne um, for several years and worked with her on a couple of events, you know, through my company, that I had Moose Jackson Productions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when, you know, and she did like some signature events, national events, but not really, you know, the Harlem community wasn't necessarily her, you know, she didn't really know the people of the Harlem community. Right. So when she needed sort of that, that part was always like, if you want to fill up a space, don't care if it's Apollo, call Moose. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, uh -huh. You can fill it up and, you know, and make sure the community is there. You got if you got the community, it's going to be successful. Yes. And I would always tell that to businesses um, that you know you need us in order to be here. And so she called me a few times, and we did um, event. Uh, she did an event for Fantasia, who was at the Apollo. I did the after, helped her organize the after party, and then um, <clears throat> we did a couple other things, something for Ebony Magazine. Um, so I helped fill that up for her as well. Um, and then when, um, you know, knowing that she had um, did produced uh, uh, for Essence Festival, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, when we were putting this together. Me and Nicole had been, um, you know, we, you know, forming our company and, you know, from July 21st. And we had been doing this for four, about four or five, four months, I would say. And I said, listen, we're going to need an event person to help with the talent and to specifically do the event. Um, because it was such a huge scale, huge thing. And neither one of us had done anything at that scale. And so um, the first part, I always want to give opportunities to um, my people. You know, yes. I'm a, you know, that's just how I was raised. I was, you know, my father, God rest his soul, was all about black unity. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's how me and Nicole got together. And so when I mentioned Yvonne to her and told her, her you know, what she had done, this is a black woman. You know, we wanted to work with her because of, you know, what she could bring to the table, as well as the fact that, you know, um, maybe together we could all make this really something amazing. And that's how the third um, person came involved. Gotcha. Yeah, December or something like December of um, 2021. <laughs> 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 no, it's, I believe it's like two years, you know. Uh, yeah, a lot of time. A lot of time. It's going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the other things, and and a night watchman, you know, sometimes I roast you, but but it's out of love. We know. This. <laughs> so, so so do just tell me. Did you Are you, am I about to get loved on? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, so you are not one of these people who, uh, uh, fifty years ago, predicted the death of hip hop. Is uh, that it's a passing fad, right? Just, just checking. Having said that, I didn't I even wanted... understand the question. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no worries. I'm just gonna go straight, straight to the source. So, in terms of the music lineup, the entertainment lineup. Remember now, all, all uh, and Musa, you said it. A lot of the old heads who uh, uh, attended back in '69, they're no longer around. And, and if they are, you don't necessarily want to see them up, up on a wheelchair performing, you know? So tell me, how did you guys arrive at this talent lineup, which is I mean, like a stunner? Once, Go ahead. Once again, um, you know, 
one of the ideas always for us was to see how it would be reimagined um, in 2023. Um, and then, you know, I think Yvonne's love of, of, of hip hop and then hip hop 50. Hip hop mm -hmm. 50 sort of, we didn't realize when we were doing it that, you know, it, it happened in discussions that, oh my God, it'll be hip hop 50. And then that became a huge thing. Yes. Like it, yes. it, it became, you know, it sort of took over. And so, you, you know, Yvonne being the talent person, she, you know, with, with you know, her relationships, she was like, we should, you know, it's going to be more geared towards him. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's how that kind of happened. Having MC Light, who she's a relationship with, and others, obviously, um, that she's close to or whatever, has relationships I've worked with in the past, and most of them, a lot of them are hip-hop. So that's how that kind of took up was hip hop fifty. Let's let's give it. Let's honor hip hop fifty during its year, and that which happens to be our inaugural year. And then moving forward, let's see how we can um, definitely bring sort of some um, classic. I like to say old. I say classic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> classic. yes. And, um, <laughs> and 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 obviously some um, some bird talents. You know, yeah. let's see how that can happen. And I think that's what's great is that next year's 55th anniversary of the yes. festival. So wow. our festival will be 55. So that's a landmark year. So we get to benefit having inaugural year 50-50, and then the following year is 55. So that's wow. really exciting for us, is that we can really weigh in on that. And when you think about that, that's all about legacy. So we're going to be looking to our um, useful heroes, who uh. not about the wheelchair, but we need to and really make sure that you and and our elders have this incredible um, moment, and that's sort of in our thought patterns, you know, that we think about. Wow, uh, Night Watchman, you hear that? You are now a classic. <laughs> so, so, so Nicola, I have to ask you this. So, in terms of because we know that you have a strong relationship with a vendors. Uh, from food to artists, you know, you name it. So, am I looking uh, looking for some of those folk to be involved in the Harlem Festival of Culture? Yes, uh, thank you for asking about that. So, absolutely, as much as we've talked about the music experience that will be there, it's so much more than a music concert. Um, it is a full cultural celebration. So our Mart 125 Marketplace, which mm, um, yes. well, mm -hmm. you know, was our way, again, you talk, we talked earlier about our showing respect and, and, and homage to Harlem Legacy. Mart 125 was, you know, for mm. a, a, an economic hub right? Yep, for yep. Harlem businesses. So it's been branded that way. And, and it is a marketplace that'll feature local Harlem businesses and, and black owned businesses. Um, and it'll be food and beverage and, and all kinds of merchandise. So absolutely, there'll be a marketplace as well as other experiences that will be presented by our sponsors, the activation. So the marketplace is presented by Shea Moisture, but many mm. of our other brands also will have experiences for people. So it's really something to enjoy. It's it's music, it's food, it's fashion, it's family. You know, this is something that all, all ages uh, should attend and consider this, you know, this is going to be all about Harlem love. Um, yeah. And so it's it's more than a music concert, but the music's going to be rocking the whole time. <laughs> People are going to just have the chance, like you said, convening. We, it's time for us to come together in a way, uh, you know, to, to celebrate. So, um, you know, we're, we couldn't be more proud of the fact that when you sit down at a table two years ago and conceptualize mm. something, 
lots of people have vision and ideas, mm-hmm. but to bring it to life and the yes. world that that has been a labor of love, day in, day out, you know, working without the the resources sometimes to do what you need to do, but you just you're, you're getting you're fueled by your passion. It's just tremendous. I I know when we're standing out there next weekend and just looking at the people enjoying themselves, it there'll be definitely moments where we kind of look at each other and say, man. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and I guess one of the other things, how did you guys also think about some of these other events? Like, for instance, the Excellence Awards. I mean, mm-hmm. where'd that come from? Tell the me. Black, the Black Independence Awards? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, the Black Independence Awards. So that really came about during Juneteenth mm. of okay. uh, 2022. Gotcha. And... Um, um, Uber, Uber, Uber. right. Uber was a relationship sponsor and they mm-hmm. wanted to do something. So, um, they sponsored the black independence awards. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, that was just, a, you know, coming out of that moment and really wanting to honor our, our, uh, community heroes, the com- the businesses and have them vote for themselves, have them nominate, you know, nominate some businesses that really need some shine. Yes. Really, um, just make it a celebration once again of our excellence. You're right. Of, of Harlem excellence. Yes. And, yes. And really just, um, you know, something that we just sort of came out of all of this, right? Came through, um, you know, Harlem Festival Culture, Black mm-hmm. Independence Awards, which is now going to be something that will happen every year as well. So, beautiful. you know, it's just one of those beautiful things that happens when you put creatives together and we collaborate and people are all in the same, you know, headset of what they want, right? And mm-hmm. this, this beautiful moment came out. And so now it's, it's two years of, you know, <laughs> after the Awards. It's kind of mind-blowing to say that. Um, yes. But yeah, that's how that came about. Yeah, I, I definitely do love that, the feeling. It's almost like, almost like our, our Academy Awards, you know, but people come up, they show up and they're putting on their finery, man. It's mm-hmm. like, so that, that's a nice segue. Speaking of Academy Awards, so Musa, along the way, in, in between the 15-hour days, you got a chance to kind of take a, a magic carpet ride along with this documentary. So we want to hear your take on it. Spill all the tea from Harlem to Hollywood. Go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, my God. Spilling tea. Okay, good. So, okay. So um, the film debuts, and before it debuted, it was winning all these awards. It won Sundance, it, it unprecedented the Audience Award, the Grand Jury Prize, as well as the Vanguard Award. And that's the three major awards, which never really happens. Um, what is it, 99 and Rotten Tomatoes? So the, it was just kept going up to the nomination of Oscar nomination for the film. And um, because of, they made me the anchor, the heart of the film. So I was able, they wanted me on tour. People kept asking, who was the little boy? Who was the one, the heart of the film? <laughs> all the critics, all the celebrities wanted to see me and hear my story. And um, so I got to go to the um, Oscar and we were there <laughs> when the whole thing happened. We had seen Chris Rock the night before at um, Questlove at, at The Roots does an Oscar sort of party where they mm-hmm. have different celebrities at this um, this um, club. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of a pre-Oscar party. 
And in this, and he would he does this every year. But in this wow. case, he's nominated. So it became wow, wow. incredible. So I'm walking <laughs> around. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can I get you? Uh -huh. You know, they're looking at me, and and and, and uh -huh. I'm there. And so, um, um, Chris Rock was there, and Chris Rock said on stage, he said, "Listen, I'll see you guys tomorrow at the Academy Awards. Um, but when you see me, just know I'm holding the envelope with the winner. And if so, uh -huh. if you're in that envelope, right? Just know." You know, I'm gonna be there. Wow. Fast forward 24 hours. We're all there. We're in our, you know, we're like excited. The whole, the, the whole team, the production crew, and then you know, Will Smith. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord, yes. God. I had actually seen I had actually seen um they had an Oscar brunch. The Oscar uh, the Academy Awards has this huge Oscar brunch, and it's only for the nominees. So I was the only one from the cast. No, no, no. And, hold on, let me let me let me be clear about this. Myself and Marilyn McCoo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Like All right, Marilyn okay. McCoo, well, so, you got one less that? bell to answer. So we were all together. Will Smith, Steven Spielberg. Oh, you know when wow. Steven Spielberg came up to me. Interestingly enough, he came up to me and he said, "I loved you in the film." And I voted wow. for you. I voted for you. He said that to me. <laughs> and then he said, um, he looked at me, true story, and he said, So who you know, this is your this is your day. You know, um, I know you're from Harlem. He said, So who are you here with? And I said, um, I'm not alone. I brought three hundred thousand people with me. Oh wow. And he just stopped and he looked at me and he said, Questlove got the right one. <laughs> he said, Excellent. even in your in your moment, you brought your community with you. And I said, it's never, it's always gonna be about Harlem. There were 300,000, I will say this now, there were 300,000 people. And we all went to the Oscars to meet together. Um, you know, I definitely wanted, I remember when we won and I'm crying like a baby and I'm doing live. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Boy was, was, was reaching out to me. And it was just such a beautiful moment that Harlem, Harlem won. Yes. You know, I was able to bring back the Oscar to Harlem. You know, I was yes. going to always be the, I'm the Harlem ambassador. What am I not going to do with that? <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Oh, Night Watchmen, what, what other fire you got for us, man? <laughs> Wasn't that enough? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, matter, matter of fact, I, we, I don't know. We might see Musa in the Indiana Jones film. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Knock him in. No That's one has right. actually gone to see it, so we don't know yet. Yeah, that, 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 that is true. Night Watchmen. See, there's your fire. Oh, my God. But but I got to say this. Okay, so we have the lineup, three days lineup, of beginning this Friday. All right? So, uh. What were there any particular, let's say, of the, the the musical acts that said, "Oh my God, gotta be there. We got gotta nail this person. Gotta bring them in here." Uh, who, who would you say was one of the uh, ones who said, "Yes, well, we we got him." Well, again, like Musa mentioned, um, Yvonne had has a number of relationships. She's been working in the industry for many years, and so there was a, a talent that. Um, you know, sort of our signature uh, performers uh, in in her lineup, and so you know, 
Dougie Fresh, of course, right? Ah, Harlem's Harlem, own, yes. Mm-hmm. Harlem's own um, was certainly going to be. You can't do a show, um, yes. you know, without without Dougie. So he was. It was a no brainer uh, to have him involved, um, yeah. and then also Tiana Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. so to have mm-hmm. sort of the two Harlem. Um, you know, yes. there's a lot of Harlem in in the mix, but yes. to have you know she's having such an amazing year, and the film that she just did, you know, she's transitioning, uh, you know, from music to to acting and 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 creative directing, and she's doing a number of things. Um, but just really, people were super excited when they saw that she was a part of the lineup as well. Nice. So there were a lot of really you know sort of iconic figures, um, both legacy and current uh, that uh, were curated for this. Um, and again, I think it's just a real um, testament to the amount of thinking that has gone into uh, the, you know, the curation of the entire experience um, with all of the planning that's been happening. So, um, you know, people need to get their tickets. The mm-hmm. Harlemites, $75 tickets for Harlemites. We want to make sure you got to make Harlem feel special. That's very nice. Very nice. Harlemfestivalculture.com uh, mm-hmm. backslash tickets. They can uh, get their tickets uh, before next weekend. And and like I said, it's a $75 rate uh, for the mm-hmm. daily pass. So we really want people to join us and and and, and we want to celebrate the moment with everyone. Mm, I'm lo- loving this. And and I, I definitely have to say, so knowing that we've, we've something big is started now. Uh, are, are there any things? Well, I guess after this is out the way, there will be, I guess, some tweaking for next year. Some things, some things that you may do a little differently. Uh, I saw Musa, you shaking your head. Tell me. No, I mean, you know, I think everything's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're bringing back something this magnanimous after all these years, you know, you're going to, and then, you, you know, you see what works yes. and what doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, how we can make it better, you know, what yeah. we can add, you know, what was some of the community, community feedback. Remember, it's always about the community. So you yeah. say, hey, you know, we, you know, we would love to have seen this, you know what I mean? Mm. So you, take, you take, you take those things in. That's important. You know, yes. always never to believe that you know all. We don't know all. Uh, my mom said, you don't know all, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you're here to learn. You're here to, to listen. So I yes. think that's really important. I think um, Cole and I do really well as we listen to the, our community. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, um, and step back and say, okay, we heard you. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're, what do you think about this? So we can't, you know, we have some ideas, some strong ideas for 2024. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, Curtis, okay, let me hear Yeah, We get, we'll be coming right back here, you know, with some, uh, you know, some tidbits that we can definitely drop, you know, cause you've been there with us, you know, from the very beginning. So lounge has been with us from the very beginning when this like was in its infancy in terms of staging. So we definitely will alert you guys on what that's going to look like. At Night Watchmen, you know I'm loving this. I'm, I'm just loving this love fest, man. As a matter of fact, we should do a world tour just with those two. <laughs> <You know>? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Uh, go ahead, Night Watchmen. You about to say something? I know. No, I'm just I'm 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 feeling the love as well. It's uh it's it's great to see the work uh, culminate, and so obviously we are um uh 
urging everybody to make sure you go get those tickets. Now, what's the um, where do they go to uh, Harlem Festival of Culture.com to order the tickets? Yes, as soon as they land on the homepage, they'll see the the mm-hmm. ticket uh, button and they'll be able to pick, um, you know, a daily pass or a weekend pass, a, you know, VIP pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of different options, but certainly, yeah. um, harlemfestivalculture.com. Uh, or follow, go to our Instagram page. There's information about getting the tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think, uh, Night Watchman, what you got queued up here? Just uh, trying to bring up the page so people oh. can oh, see right. it. Can see ah. it. There it is. Absolutely. And right there in the, in the upper right corner, get tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. We want everyone to know. That's the call to action. (laughs) (laughs) And and that watchman, you're not just a pretty face. This is why I have you. Uh, In terms of, let's say, the technical expertise, you often display... I'm, I'm, you know, uh, mystified and awed. Okay. Well, that's that's not really a big deal, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, since, well, since we're roasting and all, <laughs> yes, why not? I, I I deserve it. I definitely deserve it. But you know what? I I'm really really excited because I've known you two, uh, Musa Nakoa, and I know that whatever you guys touch. It's going to be impactful. It's going to be big. So I'm really, really excited. And like I said, having attended uh, the two Independence Awards, I see how you guys throw it down. Mm-hmm. Also, as you said, getting the love from Harlem legacy folk like uh, Lloyd and Voza is so very, very important. And anybody who's not in this particular mix wouldn't know that. So, so exactly. you guys can understand. So, so please, I mean, just just tell me, tell me some some because it's happening on Friday now. Mm-hmm. The start. Tell me, tell me what what are your feelings as you're about to go live, as they say. Yes. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three day mm-hmm. festival. Yep. Um, but as you said, um, from the very beginning, even when we announced it, you were at the breakfast um, mm-hmm. in April of last year. We, we said from the very beginning, we can't do this without Harlem. Um, yes. And so making the rounds to all of the, the, the leaders um, and the, the community organizations, this is why we're here. I mean, again, I said in the beginning, Musa and I came together as a way to preserve the festival because we didn't want an, someone from outside the community oh. Take yes. this from the community. That was the catalyst for how we even came together for this. So, um, and we- Nicoa, for one second, I do remember a slight discussion that there was someone from outside who was thinking Absolutely. about. So, that, t- tell me about that little, little drama. Mm-hmm. Literally, what happened? I was um, reviewing, you know, some documents, a trademark search for something that I was doing. And I, I happened to see that someone had filed a trademark for Harlem Cultural Festival. And wow. I assumed this was shortly after the film had come out. And I assumed Musa was involved. So I called him mm-hmm. um, and I said, hey, I see a trademark was filed. Are you working with this person? And of course he said no. And then he made some phone calls uh, to the producers of Summer of Soul to see if they were. And they confirmed that they were not. And we did a little bit more digging. We realized who the person was. They were not from the community, did not look like they were from the community. <laughs> and the trademark had been filed a week prior to when I said this. So wow. it was July 15th. Now mm. the film debuted in Harlem two weeks yes. before that. 
So this person had seen the film, saw the opportunity to commercialize it, wow. filed a trademark, um, and immediately Musa and I uh, said, wait a minute, we can't let this happen. This mm -hmm. person is going to appropriate this. We have to bring this back. Even though we've never produced anything on this scale, we've got to figure out how to do it. Yes. And Musa so eloquently said over my... That was the nicer version. Okay, yeah, we, we can't say uh, curse words on air. And then we literally, we the next day, met and started mapping out the business plan because we said mm -hmm. we have to do it. Um, and it really just speaks to how important it is for communities, cultural communities. I talk about this a lot. We as a community, we have so much innovation and creativity that we don't ensure is protected. Something yes. as simple as a trademark for mm. a legacy that was 50 years old, just sitting out there floating in the, in, wow. in the ether was available yes. for somebody to take. And then they would have turned that into a money-making enterprise that would have yes. had nothing to do with us. Yes. And as a community, we realized, you know, we have to make sure that we own our cultural assets as a community, even with something that's not a physical product. I tell this to people, it's not just a physical product that you need to trademark or or a brand name. Harlem Cultural Festival, Mart 125, these are mm -hmm. these are things that there are communities like Harlem around the country that people are producing things and they don't realize that very thing, have they protected it so that someone from outside the community cannot take it and commercialize it? So we're hoping that people see what we're doing here in Harlem as a model and they replicate that. And I'm very specific when I say cultural communities, make sure you own your cultural assets so that we were able to prevent it from happening. We stopped it. But yes. what if we hadn't? Mm -hmm. Someone mm -hmm. else would own Harlem Cultural Festival that had nothing to do with Harlem. Wow. Think about that. Incredible, incredible. Oh man. So yes, Musa, you you were I, I saw your fire heat about to rise on that bad boy when you when you got that call from the co-op, correct? Absolutely. I mean it was um it was a moment where you know I was riding high off of the premiere, which was in Harlem, and then mm. just what happened after that was just you know, life changing, right? Life altering. Yes. And so getting calls from around, it's just crazy around the world. And so then when Nicole called me that evening, you know, my brain was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to digest what's happening. But when she said that to me, I was, I said what I said, which was over my uh -uh -uh body. And, um, but I, but it, it, it went right into my spirit because that's just who I am and how I'm raised that that yes. ain't going to happen. Like, it's just not, you know, it's just not, a, it's just not going to happen. And we will do everything that we can to make sure that we protect this festival and make sure it's seen, you know, for our families, you know, people from here, you know, it's important that that was, and that's how it began. Um, and, um, and here we are, you know. Um, also, want to say, you know, I'm a kid from NYCHA. Mm -hmm. Which is um, wow. for people outside of the community, New York City Housing Authority, aka the projects. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just call it the projects, right? Um, yes. And so, you know, I was a kid from the projects who went to this incredible festival with his family. And one mm -hmm. of the things we always talk about from the very, very beginning 
you know, our, from our first phone calls at our first desk meetings at NACOA's was just, we got to make sure that, you know, these are the descendants of the 300,000 yes. people that went, right? Yes. These people that were there, that these beautiful people didn't have a lot of money. They just mm -hmm. had love. They had family, you know, and this is a free festival. Obviously, in 2023, that's not possible. So we said, why don't we, through our foundation, Harlem Festival Culture Foundation.org, right? We decided to partner with NYCHA. They thought it was an incredible oh, idea wow. to be able to give to give ticket uh, people, sponsors, anyone can go on our site, Harlem Festival mm -hmm. Culture Foundation.org, purchase a $75, you know, uh, donate, excuse mm -hmm. me. Donate $75 because it's always a donation when you do it through a foundation. Um, and that money, we can send a person to the festival. And they'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah. And they love that. And it's something that we're definitely going to be looking at every single year that it's populated with people that were there originally. And, and we know that things are, you know, in 50 years, there's a lot of things that are still the same. <laughs> and, um, and that's part of it, one of it. But we know that there might be that little boy with the mom today, and we know that if we can get to him. We're going to change more lives in the future. So, we, you know, yes, yeah. hfcfoundation.org, hfcfoundation.org. If you go to the our website homepage, you can see you can donate, um, and we're going to try to send as many as, many. as we can. Excellent. And, and, and you know what? Uh, are there any particular, let's say, uh, sponsors in these uh, remaining moments, uh, sponsors who you want to give a shout out to, oh, who like, oh, oh we, we oh, got them and they oh, are can we, big. Can we start? Oh, you start with How about? Go, go ahead. Oh, okay, hold on. I'll start uh -huh. and then you keep going. Yeah. Okay. Steve. I'll just, okay, I'll start. Let's, okay. Uber. Go yeah. to Koa. <laughs> Steve Madden. You know, yeah. Curtis, you were at the Steve that design challenge, that design challenge awards, and, yes. and you know, yes. Daquan Cherry was was selected as the winner. Mm -hmm. um, this mm -hmm. is one of our economic development initiatives under the foundation, which to wow. provide an opportunity for a creative from Harlem to co-design the merchandise for the festival. Yes, um, and so Daquan, the winner, has been working with Steve Madden, who's been the most incredible partner, uh, and designing the collection for the last three months, which we just dropped this week on Beautiful. Monday uh, or Tuesday. And uh, if you go to the hfcfoundation.org, you can see the online store. The merchandise has been flying off the shelves, the virtual shelves. If you will. Congrats! Um, yes. Yeah, and and you know, I just have to give this, say this about Uber and and Steve Madden. What's interesting is that we've been working with a lot of times with events like this, it's the marketing departments that you're working with on the brand partnership, mm -hmm. because that's really where the focus is, where the ROI is being measured, et cetera. But with Uber and with Steve Madden, it's their social impact division that we're working wow. with. That says a lot. Well, yes. It's social impact. April Dinwiddie, who runs DEI and, uh, mm -hmm. and Belonging at Steve Madden, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and Rachel Friedlander at Uber, who's social impact. When it's when that's the division you're working with, the metrics completely change. It's not just mm. about at, in marketing impressions and advertising metrics. It's about the impact on the people of that community. And so Steve Madden, as an example, they came in, their sponsorship was split. Half of it went to the festival, half of it funded the foundation. They were our founding donor for wow. the foundation just so that we would have the funding needed to produce 
social impact initiatives in Harlem. I mean, that is how committed they were to that. And so the design challenge and seeing that this creative, Daquan, who entered not as a product designer or even a graphic designer, he's a painter. Yes. And thought yes. that this wasn't even for him. It was almost not even going to uh, submit an application, but the last minute he did. And then he ended up winning the whole thing. And now he's produced wearable art with one of the biggest global brands in the fashion industry. And his entire op opportunity have changed because it's flying off the shelves. Um, so it just goes to show the pathways that we're creating through the, um, the foundation, in addition to the, the, the way in which we're able to showcase Harlem through the festival. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's the mission in full for us. It's entertainment plus impact. Beautiful. But big ups to Steve Madden and Uber. Big ups. So okay. Night Watchmen. Would you like well, to take us home? Yeah, we're in the final stretches. We want to thank uh, thank our guests from the Harlem Festival of Culture and HFCFoundation.org. Um, great work what you're doing to have not only a cultural but an economic impact um, and a, I'll say a spiritual one. So <laughs> on that note, you've been listening to Soul Lounge Primetime on WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem, also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and on your favorite podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Ask Alexa, ask Siri, ask anybody. You can find Soul Lounge Primetime on Monday nights. Night Watchmen, yay! All right. Uh, uh, guys, love y'all, and I can't wait till Friday. I'm there. All right, thank All you. All right, okay, beautiful. Thank you. All right, Joe.